0: Working on Dharma, Recovery Dharma. If you're just tuning in, we're reading out of the book and kind of working through it together. We covered the Four Noble Truths, and now we're on the Eightfold Path. And there's obviously eight wise things and wise understanding we did the first night, and then we worked on wise intention last night. So I'm going to just review it because we didn't go over the questions for Wise Intention. So we're going to kind of talk through those tonight as the goal. So the, sorry, I should have been more prepared on my page here. So Wise Intention describes the attitude or approach we take towards ourselves and the world. And it has to do with picking things that are non-harming and help keep the cravings under control. Generosity was a big focus of the of of the wise intention and generosity leads us to cultivate appreciative joy, which was one of the four heart practices, which was something else that we covered. So appreciative joy was when We're happy for other people and their successes. We're not just, um, we're not jealous. We're not, you know, hateful. And the other three heart practices were compassion, which is the willingness to come close to pain, both yourself and others. The third is love and kindness, also known as meta, And that's our these are the thoughts that f- are free from ill will just wishing other people to be happy, well, healthy, free from suffering and then forgiveness can happen as well with with the combination of generosity and compassion and loving and kindness that's how we get to forgiveness. And the last of the the four heart practices was Equanimity, my new favorite word, which is, I want to make sure I don't mess this up. It doesn't mean giving up, it means giving in. So equanimity is kind of like surrender. It's finding peace exactly where you are regardless of external situations. So it's a little bit of faith, a little bit of surrender. I just love that word, equanimity. It's a fun word. All right, so here's our questions regarding wise intention. Now that you're all caught up in case you haven't, haven't listened to the other, sh- the other shows leading us to this point. During your periods of active behavior, how did, how did you act in a way that were clinging, uncaring, harsh, cruel, or unforgiving? Toward whom, including yourself, were these feelings directed? How might generosity, compassion, loving kindness, and forgiveness have changed your behavior? Wow. Okay, so I guess I will pick my marriage because that would be when I did the most harm as far as another person was concerned. And... How did you act in ways that were clinging, uncaring? So I acted uncaring when I used to, you know, manipulate Davy to get to go to the casino or when he was there, or uncaring towards the finances or his kids or his priorities because I always wanted to gamble. Oh my God, so many freaking sirens. Anyway, um, I was definitely uncaring. Towards all of that, as well as myself, you know, setting myself up to not be successful in my marriage, um, generosity, compassion, and love and kindness and forgiveness could have changed. Oh, yep, we're in this room, so we're yawning. Um, could have changed my behavior because if I was if I was acting in a place where I wanted good things or from the, you know, the loving kindness or the generosity of both my time and my effort and not taking the household money, it absolutely would have changed my behavior. I would have been operating from a different place. I wouldn't have had room to gamble if I was doing that, which I guess is kind of the point of the question maybe. What actions have I taken that have harmed others? Again, the using the marriage example because that was probably you know harming Davy harming you know Snowflake by neglecting her that was our our dog my dog that was the period of life that I would have done the most harm with my gambling now there's there's further reaches of it you know with um, not being present or maybe not being in Connecticut visiting my family as much just not doing the right things I'm very grateful that I've never been in a position where I was stealing for gambling or um, you know really harming people in a way to keep the addiction going in that sense my, my harm was kind of more like um, consequences of my behavior, not deliberate actions. Have you formed an intention to reconcile with both yourself and the person or people you've harmed to make amends? If so, have you found a wise friend or mentor you can go to for guidance and support in the amends process, which is summarized below? What support can this person provide you as you begin the process of amends? So I've shared with you that I've done the fifth step before not yeah the fifth step with the what do you call the guy chaplain at rehab, which definitely was the start of a baseline of my amends list I've honestly have never really written it out like the whole list of people that I've harmed or anything I, I probably need to do that whether it's in this format from like a dharma recovery recovery dharma format or from the step work Um, I have done my share of apologizing and um, it still wouldn't be a bad exercise so who knows maybe we started talking about we're in the eighth month so let's see what shows up for that okay making amends have you done something intentionally that you now recognize caused harm to another so my example with the household was um taking money caused harm you know to not you know like currently my ex-husband has a new wife and they have a camper and they go with camp every weekend and i think he wants to buy jet skis or he just did or whatever. He, like, has toys and stuff. That was harm that I did, that I didn't make it easy for him to have the things that he wanted. Have you honestly formed the intention not to repeat harmful actions and to learn from the experience and future interactions? (laughs) Have you begun the process of directly addressing the harmful actions of your past? So I guess that's probably what makes... um, that last relationship i was in why i struggled with it so much was because i i was working so hard at not re- not repeating wow not repeating the harmful actions from my marriage like i wouldn't i wouldn't pick fights to pick fights i wouldn't insult if we were um not agreeing i always to the best of my ability treated definitely treated him with, um, compassion and forgiveness and loving kindness and all that stuff. And I think that's why I took it so hard was I, I definitely worked on all those skills and that, that made for a different relationship. Um, I'm definitely a better person for it, even though it didn't necessarily have a different result than the, you know, my result with Davy. um, I don't know, it's interesting, but I definitely learned a lot. Making amends depends on the circumstance, including your present relationship to the person and to the extent to which you can undo the harm caused through direct actions, like correcting a public dishonesty or compensating another for things you have taken that were not freely offered. Ask yourself, what can I do in the present? So I guess... I guess one of the, here would be an example. So before I left Kansas, I definitely, before I went to treatment, my head was not in the game at my job, right? Even though I was salary, because my mind wasn't in the in the job and there was Fridays I left early to go to the casino and all that, essentially I was stealing from my employer. Not directly, but kind of indirectly, So after I left, I tried to help, even though I wasn't on the payroll. So when I was there for a visit, for example, the director that took over after I left, I actually spent one day of my vacation driving around stores and um, working with her on different tricks and and seeing things and kind of made it like a training day because she never got to work with me before I left in that capacity. So that was a way that I could kind of pay back the company, like kind of help so that, you know, if it impacted sales or, or whatever to make the company better or stronger. Not that I'm the end-all be-all, but it was, it was one way that I could feel like I was making up. Can you address and reconcile with the harm you have caused without forming an attachment to being forgiven? Identify the motivation for making each amends. That one could be tricky, right, guys? Um, I think I've been forgiven, but this goes back to setting expectations. When we make amends, it's not about, I don't want to say it's not about the other person, but it's about our our progression. And, we have to be prepared that just because we apologize doesn't mean that someone will will forgive us and it can't be about that it just has to be sincere you know being being sorry for the harm that you caused And maybe it's, I've seen different situations, you know, people have apologized and I'm kind of an action speak louder than words kind of girl being on the other end of an apology. And I've even, I've given forgiveness, even though I may or may not believe that things will change or, or whatever, just because. I don't want to hang on to resentment, so to me, kind of forgiveness is the opposite of resentment on some level. I don't know if it's black and whitely dictated that way, but I kind of feel that way in some circumstances so but it one of the one of the guys in groups always say you know he hasn't gambled for a little bit, and you know he wants. He wants a, his cookie, and another guy says, throw a parade. So it's the same kind of thing. Just because we apologize doesn't mean we're going to get a cookie or a parade. We still did a lot of damage, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's important that you just prepare yourself for for that, to know that you might not get that apo- that forgiveness with your apology. What actions would restore balance in your own feelings? An approach to whatever harm you have caused? Can these steps be taken without causing new harm to the person or the relationship? What actions would restore balance in your own feelings and approach to whatever harm you have caused? I honestly don't understand that one. What actions would restore balance in your own feelings and approach to whatever harm you have caused? Oh, I guess getting back on center after you've... All right, so you've done the harm and you're trying to recenter yourself is kind of um, the question, I think. And then can these steps be taken without causing new harm? Um, Jeez. So I'm trying to think of... Okay, so let's say, and I, I'm not saying that this is the truth when it comes to Davy, but let's say that He was someone so horrible and the reason in my mind I was gambling was because he was such a horrible husband and I needed, you know, instead of dealing with it and getting out, I went and gambled and let's say I went to go take um, ownership of my action and apologize to him for the gambling and whatever. So, and, and the harm that I caused. But in this relationship, in my head, he was the cause of it. So the next question, can these steps be taken without causing new harm to the person or the relationship? So if I was trying to balance my own approach and I recognize that my marriage was bad for me and that's why I was gambling, then I might need to leave my marriage. So it could cause harm to the person or the relationship if all my hypothetical story was true. And it's not. Um, I was just using that as an example. It's an interesting question. I'm trying to think of, you know, I know a couple women that have been arrested for stealing. So if they were trying to find balance... Okay, so I, all right, I'm going to think of one in particular. She definitely has found balance in her own feelings and, and her approach. You know, she's done her jail time. She's paying her restitution. She's a freaking amazing citizen and, and uh, helpful in recovery and all that um, to, you know, people in our groups. She's been a good friend to me. Can these steps be taken without causing new harm to the person or the relationship? So she's apologized to the company that she stole for. You know, she definitely feels legitimately bad. But she has to show up in the world now, and she's allowed to be happy. She's paid her price. And I imagine that if her old employer saw her, you know, she just got off of parole ahead of time. Um, she has a good job she's that's her approach. Maybe the persons that she harmed or the company she harmed might not you know they might still be bitter and think she's in jail or or whatever. so we can't be responsible for the other person's feelings and I think it's pretty hard to determine and it's probably situational of how much harm we'd be causing to the other person in the relationship that we're making amends to. Amends are complicated. If you're experiencing a difficult situation or choice in your life right now, investigate the attention you are bringing to this situation. Are you being selfish or self-seeking? How? Are you being driven by aversion, running away from an unpleasant experience, or craving Grasping for pleasure, how? How could you bring in a spirit of generosity, compassion, loving kindness, appreciative joy, and forgiveness to this situation? How would this situation look different if you brought these factors to mind before reacting and responding? If you don't want to, can you at least have the intention and willingness to do so? Okay, since I'm still trying to sort through how to navigate this recent communication with the ex. I am going to talk through this in in terms of him and try to sort through this, and we'll see what I come up with. <laughs> okay, so, because this is kind of a difficult situation or choice for me right now. So am I being selfish or self-seeking? Not by communicating with him. I'm actually being less selfish, than I should be because it's been more about like talking to him for him than it's been for me. Am I being driven by aversion? So running away from an unpleasant experience or craving, gasping for pre- grasping for pleasure and how? So he doesn't give me pleasure anymore. So I'm definitely not grasping for, for pleasure. Um, and I'm, I'm not, so I think it would be easier to run away um, or not deal with this situation, maybe not talk to him, which doesn't feel good to me from a giving perspective. um, And just, it just doesn't feel good. I mean, I don't know if we're ever, We'll be normal friends down the road someday. I I just gotta finish working through this process, um. So I'm not I'm not running away, and I'm definitely not hanging on for pleasure. How could you bring in the spirit of generosity, compassion, love and kindness, appreciative joy and forgiveness to this situation? So that's actually what I'm trying to do, guys. And I will say that I'm handling this much better than I would have expected to um I I definitely feel compassion for his pain. He's had all kinds of pain um more so recently. I don't we haven't dug into what's happened in all this time. We haven't talked. Um but yeah, I want him to be well. I want him to be good. I want him to be happy. Um, If his business is successful, I'm not going to be jealous of that. Like, I hope it goes well and he's able to serve who he needs to serve. Um, And I definitely, I forgive him. It's funny because I dance in the mirror and I told him this. Like, every morning when I dance, I make a little heart with my fingers and I send him um, forgiveness and love and, and appreciative joy. And I've been doing this for months now. I don't send, you know, hate or bad juju or whatever. And like we just were talking about karma and I was a little, I thought inappropriate. You know, he said something about karma getting him, and I was like, I won't comment on that. Well, you know what? I don't even need to joke about that. I don't need to be shitty. Um, and I felt like I was being shitty just even implying being shitty. So I don't, I don't want to come from that place. Um, how would this situation look different if you brought these factors to mind before reacting and responding? So that's always a work in progress, I think. Thinking about how to be generous and and loving kindness and all that, and and that's just it because I practiced that throughout our relationship and never got into the you know like the name calling and all the the cheap shots and all that. Just that one evil text that i still don't like that i sent um i i it doesn't feel good on my insides so i think that operating this way if if you're dealing with a situation like this if it definitely feels so much better to to give you know and to give love and and forgiveness and compassion it feels so much better than hanging on to all the angst and the anger and the whatever i just felt so free just getting over the the silent part of it because i felt like i was i was i don't know if generous is the the right word you know it's not like i'm the end all be all and it's a huge gift for him to be able to talk to me but it was it is generous on some level of of giving my grace and my time and whatever and it just is what it is um again it makes me feel good it's not necessarily about making him feel good i'm going to be honest as things show up and um he'll have to process what he has to process i'm i'm living my life if you don't want to can you at least have the intention and willingness to do so so yeah of course i think um I think, like I said, for your own healing, if you're dealing with a situation, not necessarily, oh my goodness, guys, I'm so sorry. Not necessarily with an ex or or whatever, but a situation that's challenging like this, can you have that intention and willingness to do it from a kind place? I would encourage you to try. Um, And maybe you can and maybe you can't. Maybe you start with something small, you know, if it's somebody that cuts you off on the highway, for example, maybe it's, "Hey, I'm going to send the intention to forgive you, even if you cut me off in traffic." That kind of stuff. Practice there so that when the big things come up, maybe it's easier to handle. That's just my my thought. <laughs> All right, I know that that was a lot to digest. We totally. I'm so glad that we broke it up. It would have been a lot to do yesterday and today all in one. I am going to leave you. I am going to say that maybe. Consider maybe, maybe tomorrow night will be a night off. I'm going to, I'm just getting nervous about um, time. So it might be my second Saturday off in 133 days. Uh, just to be on the safe side and if I can make it we will either continue work on this or something else but there's 290 something episodes out there now I'm sure you won't miss me for one night all right beautiful people enjoy the rest of your weekend and I will talk to you soon thanks